0: You're listening to sermons from Crossroads Community Church. You can find out more information about Crossroads by visiting our website at crossroads.cc or by visiting us on Sunday mornings at 1420 Lakeside Drive in Yorktown, Virginia. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoyed today's message. Good morning, everybody. How are you? Man, I am so glad to be here. At this time, our kids are going to go back and meet their... Small group leaders, everybody wave at our kids. Bye, have fun. Thank you so much, kids. You guys rock. We'll see you in a few minutes. Thank you guys so much again for being here. If this is your first time with us, my name is Paul. I'd love to meet you at some point today. Chase me down. I move fast. Uh, Just tackle me or something. And um, I'd love to spend some time with you today. If you're online with us, please, there is a Uh, little in the link link in the description. Are we all tired of saying that yet? Like the link is in the description. Do we all know that the link is just always in the description? So just go to the description and that's where all the information is. Go there and uh, we'd love to send you something even to your house. So welcome everybody wherever you are. We have people meeting us all around the world. So whatever time it is there, thanks for being with us today. All right, week two we are in a series called Fool's What? Golda, you're awake. Okay, good. Fool's gold. I forgot just for a second. Thanks for helping me. And today we're going to talk about decision-making. So who needs help making better decisions, right? Have you ever made a decision? Yeah, me too. Um, Maybe some people are sitting here today. I wish I would have made a different decision about a church this morning. (laughs) That's because of me. All right, so uh, Aaron will be back next week. It's all good. All right, so... um, we're in proverbs how many of you guys and ladies have enjoyed our bible reading plan 100 over 100 people who's on there i already seen you this morning already you can't hide i can click on there and see you've been on there thank you so much you are primed and ready to go because you're going i'm gonna be preaching about something you've already read if you haven't you're a little bit behind right get back on that on track button catch me up and get get in there with us if you haven't jumped in it's not too late there's no judgment in our 100-person group. You can just jump in whenever you want. Come on in. The water's fine. Proverbs is great. Jump in. It's easy to, um, to track with. We'd love to have you uh, on our Bible reading plan. You can check it out on the app. Just click the, click the app, go to events, um, or uh, connect. I think it's events, and you can just click on there, and there's a link, and you're, you're in. All right, so today, decision-making. All right, let me pray. And we'll jump right in okay y'all ready let's go father thank you so much for our time would you make the darkness flee would you make the darkness tremble God, darkness negativity evil pride has no place in this room right now so in the power of your name would you cast it out so we can be free to worship this morning free to hear your word Holy Spirit, would you reign supreme in the room today? Father, give us one hour to dig into your word, to worship you, to connect with others. God, thank you for your freedom. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We're going to be in Proverbs chapter 3. I could not skip this. I've been reading Proverbs uh, Over the last couple months and uh, this is one of my favorite parts of all the Proverbs and as we're talking about decision-making I cannot skip cannot go over can't glance over or speed through Proverbs chapter 3 1 through 8 I think it's probably one of the most important passages of Scripture in all the Bible when you say oh pastor Paul you say that about everything right that might be true you have to go back on YouTube and count how many times I've said that. That's fine. But I'm telling you this is one of the most important passages of scripture if you're going to be making decisions. All of us make decisions, right? Right? The person that you're sitting beside right now is the result of a decision. Or the person you're not sitting beside right now is a result of a decision. What you drove here is a result of a decision. Where you woke up this morning is a result of a decision right? We make decisions all the time. What you wore today is a result of a decision. Some people might want to try a do-over, right? <laughs> make another choice. Oh, I got to tell you this story, all right? I didn't plan to do this. It's not in my notes. One time, squirrel, who was that? Who said that? <laughs> I said, don't make, it, make another decision. I went to the May- Macy's Day Parade. Anybody been to the Macy's Day Parade before? okay don't go (laughs) watch it on tv if you don't okay the macy's day parade is a bunch of adults and some children and squeezing together like in a in an inappropriate way in every sense of the imagination right to see some balloons float by for like 30 minutes Okay, then they're too far away to see, and then you also freeze, right? So we're all sitting there kind of freezing, all rubbed up on each other like this. And this man comes down, classic New Yorker, comes down and he just wants to go get bagels at the local shop right there, right? Well, there's thousands of people, this is before, you know, COVID, right? Thousands of people squeezed in, man, you can't even move. And there's a lady beside me, she's from Miami, right? This man is like, hey, get out! I got to get through here, right? He's like, I got to get through. And the lady from Miami says, honey, you're going to have to make another decision. (laughs) And he just like, he goes, and he just jogs off the other way. And I just remember, she had the nails and everything. She was like, honey, just snap, you'll make a different decision. I was like, man, when I said that, it just popped in my brain. I'll make a note, second service, to talk about this. (laughs) Make a different decision but sometimes we have to make a different decision, right? Um, And so Proverbs helps us do that. Proverbs chapter three, I'm going to read through it. And then we're going to, all we're going to do today is dissect this scripture, okay? Just dissect it. It's God's word only today, okay? And a few other things in there, like make a different decision. My son, do not forget my teaching. This is a dialogue between a A dad and a son it's not just a sons but it's like you're reading a story about a dad talking to his son my son do not forget my teaching but keep my commands in your heart for they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity let love and faithfulness never leave you bind them around your neck write them on the tablet of your heart then you you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and men Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Right? Sometimes, many of us have heard this verse before, if this is the first time for you, such an important verse of scripture it's known kind of globally in in and outside of church as a great piece of wisdom not to be wise in your own eyes but this is a little shift in proverbs as we're reading along here we've been seeing these different dialogues and we're talking about lady wisdom this is starting to kind of dig in and say okay the father's like okay here's what you need here's who you need to listen to and the lord is brought to the forefront Follow the Lord. Okay. We've been talking about following wisdom. The father says, this is where I get wisdom. All right. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Okay. And so today I want to give you, I'm not really giving it to you. Proverbs, Solomon's going to give it to you. 10 things to help you make better decisions. Okay. Three of them are going to be things that you shouldn't do. Okay. Three of them, Shouldn't do these things, okay? How many guys like uh, when someone tells you um, they don't, they don't, they give you all these options and they say, all these, these are all the things you could do, but they don't ever tell you the things that you just shouldn't do. Stay away from this. Don't do that, right? Um, don't buy land that's in a flood zone, right? <laughs> or whatever it is. Don't buy that, all right? Don't do this. And these are three things just don't do this. Number one, don't neglect the wisdom that God has already given you. We see this in verse 1. My son, do not forget my teaching. Right? This is teaching from the past. And you say, what teaching? What do you mean? Well, the things I've already taught you. How many of you all wish that you could remember all the things that your parents tried to teach you? And there's some kids in here that's like, my, my parents don't know anything. They're stupid. They're dumb. I told them this morning they're dumb right? Stay away from me. I wear what I want, right? When you get to a certain age, my children and teens in the room, you're going to be like, what did my dad say about the oil? I should pull something out. There's something, something in here. I'm supposed to pull it out, and it can tell me how much oil is in here because I have a light on. Spark plugs. That's it. Pull the spark plugs out. All right? No, right? So there's these things that we wish we could remember, but we let them leak or get too far away from us, okay? Up here, I have this wonderful thing that I call my fishing fanny pack, okay? I'm not ashamed. This is my fishing fanny pack. Some of you guys have a tackle box? Get up to the next level, all right? (laughs) Next level is fishing fanny pack. I do have a tackle box, but I also have a fishing fanny pack. Look, you can turn it to the side. Okay, you can, you can keep it right here. What I have in my fishing fanny pack is similar to what you ladies have in your purse. Everything you need. Right, everything you need. So when I fish, all right, I don't wanna have to go to my, my, my tackle box to get stuff, right, because I don't have time. When I'm fighting a big giant fish, right, giant croaker about this big. <laughs> I'm fighting him, man, right? And I'm fighting that fish, I don't have time to go back there, I might lose them. Alright, so I have all the essentials right here. I have all the things that I could ever need. Okay, let me slow down. I've already thought about what I might need before I start fishing. That's wisdom. What might I need? I don't go fishing and say, Ah, I'm not gonna need pliers. Ah, I'm probably not gonna catch anything today. Ah, whatever. No, I have it here. Okay? First aid. Hooks happen. Right? Got it in my fanny pack. Okay? One of the things I have here that's got got me, uh, that's pre-planning wisdom, is um, these pliers right here. These pliers are not just regular pliers. They're pliers pliers that can get down into a fish's mouth, right? These are my most important piece of equipment in my fishing fanny pack, right? But I have to have these. If I if I don't have these and I catch a fish on the river that has lots of teeth, right, I'm gonna be in trouble. Because I can't I can't hold the fish. Sometimes I just hold it with these, right? So there's things, wisdom, things that we might need, that we might need to pack before we go. Right? You can use your illustration however you want. Travel, whatever it is, things you need to pack before you go. But for me, this is really important to me. Everybody in my family knows what this thing is and they know not to mess with it, right? It's my wisdom, things I've pre-planned that I need for that day. It doesn't matter where I am. If I'm in a kayak, if I'm on the bank, right? I'm in a boat, doesn't matter. I have all the things I need. You can change my environment all you want. Do you see what I'm saying here? I'm not just talking about a fanny pack. I'm talking about wisdom. We can't let it get too far away from us. Don't neglect the things you've already been taught. All the things that I've learned about fishing are represented in this pack. All the things I learned as a little boy Ways that I like to fish, lures that I like to use, right? They're represented in here. I don't care what's in your fanny pack, right? What's in my fanny pack is some Hurricane Salt tackle, right here. This neon green gets you every time, all right? Right here, if you're saltwater, right? I have that. Why? Because in the past, I've caught fish on this, right? It's just making sense to me. Ladies, are like this is stupid. I'm, I should make a different decision, right? I'm tracking with these dudes in the room, though. I know you all locked in. My son, do not forget my teaching. Don't forget. Don't let it get too far away from you. The things that I've already taught you, the stuff that works, the wisdom that you've learned. Number two, don't forget to add mercy, kindness, grace, truth, and love. This is literally translated in all the different versions that you might have. Different versions of the Bible have translated this text In these ways. So if if we could read the actual Hebrew text, this is what it it would say: Don't forget to add mercy, kindness, grace, truth, and love to all of our decisions. How many times do we filter our decisions through mercy, kindness, grace, truth, and love? Do you, or are you just trying to make a decision on what jeans to buy, right, or what car to buy, or the person you're going to date? Right, or the person you're going to have to go fire, or the, or the discussion you're going to have to have with your spouse or with your kids. Has it been filtered through all these things? We tend to make bad decisions when we are in a hurry, right? How many of us know that our culture wants us to make a decision right now? I fussed at my son. He's in here this morning, so I'll mess with him. I owe you a dollar. But... <laughs> aren't you glad i made the decision to tell a story about you okay what happens is my son gets money in his pocket okay or credit somewhere right now he has credit at the pokemon shop atomic right he has like 60 something dollars there and my dude asks me every day if we can go there so he can use his credit right right because he's got to make a decision right now he needs it right now he needs to buy those pokemon cards right now right so When we get in a hurry, and I tell him this all the time, when we get in a hurry, we make bad decisions. If someone's forcing you to make a decision or telling you you need to make a decision right now, try this next time. I don't think I'm going to make a decision right now. We'll have to talk about this later. Watch that salesman start sweating, man. He's sweating. He get the handkerchief out. Well, let's talk about this now. Don't believe it, right? That's what happens. When you get into an argument, and you're ready to make a decision, or you're ready to tell somebody, hey, you know what? I don't, I don't think that I'm ready to talk about this right now. Maybe we should sleep on this and come back and talk about it later. You can make a better decision about how you're going to talk to somebody, right? When you, when you do those things. Don't, don't rush. When you're angry, we make bad decisions, right? When you're angry, how many of you guys wanted to shoot off that email? How many of y'all still have them in drafts? I wish I'd open up your drafts right now. Just read one, right? It's just been sitting in there. You didn't even know it was in there. You'd be saying, oh, I thought I deleted that. You know? Drafts. Things we didn't send or maybe some things we did send. The word we said when we were in anger or when we were hungry or when we were tired. I do this all the time. I I say things and do things that I wish I could take back. I know what I'll do. We say that, Right? Right? We get out of the car and march up to the other guy's window, right? Or whatever it is. I know I'm going to do. Give you a piece of my mind. We also make bad decisions when we're under the influence of something or someone, okay? Guys, don't make bad decisions when you're drunk, okay? Don't make any decisions when you're drunk. You're going to make a bad decision, right? Some of you guys say, yeah, I'm sitting beside it right now, Right? I was like, we, shouldn't have, we should have just left the restaurant, right? And now we've, you know, now we've been dating all these years, right? You can make <laughs> another decision, right? The other thing, you got that joke. It was subtle. But we all, we all are under the influence, sometimes literally. And you say, Paul, why are you bringing this out? Because it's a problem, church. I'm bringing it out because it's a problem. Like, we, we make bad decisions when we're under the influence. Alcohol, weed, two things that are legal now. Two things that the church has trouble making a decision about. We buy things, we do things, we say things under the influence. Sometimes you're also under the influence of someone. Under the influence of a friend, under the influence of a, of a bad advice. Under the influence of pressure at work. Under the influence. Are you being influenced? Is that why you're making decisions the way that you are? Proverbs says, look out. Don't make decisions that way. Get out from the influence. Get under God's influence and make the, before you make the decision. Don't forget to add mercy, kindness, grace, truth, and love. Verse 3, let love and faithfulness never leave you. All right, number three, the third thing, don't do this. <sighs> this is the tough one for me, y'all. Don't assume you're right about it, okay? Don't assume you're right about it. Um, sometimes I assume I'm a right about everything, and people that know, know me know that I am humble, but you also don't need to come to me if you haven't, like, we'll talk about this in a minute. Um, Google it before you talk about it right? You know this? Like just Google it or, or learn about it before you talk about it. And sometimes for me, like I research a lot, right? I'm a researcher. Any researchers in here? Like it takes me like 11 days to buy something. Okay. Like it takes me so long. I'm researching, I'm looking at stars, four and a half stars, not enough. I brought about a projector last night at 1130 at night in my bed. Cause I was, I was studying all day on it. Right. But sometimes because I research, I assume that I'm right about it. All the time verse 7 don't be wise in your own eyes is that's important in your own eyes don't be right when you're always agreeing with you and you're saying stuff in your head yeah I'm right I'm right here we go I'm right you should say that yes I should you should go ahead and quit I know I will because I'm right he's a jerk he is he is a jerk I'm right everyone else agrees with me you haven't even talked to anybody else you're just right in your own eyes right and you've been talking to yourself and we need to come back to counseling and we need to talk about that. Okay. About how it's just, you know, you can talk to yourself. My mom said, but don't answer yourself. That's what she used to say. <laughs> just what I'm saying. You're right. Yes, you are. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Seven things that, um, seven things that you can, you can do to make better decisions. There were three. Don't do those things. Recap them really quick. Don't neglect the wisdom God has already given you. Don't forget to add mercy, kindness, grace, truth, and love. And don't assume you're right about it. Okay? So here's seven things to do. Okay? I know I'm all over the place, but I'm also giving you a list. Do you see how that balances out? Giving you a list all over the place. All right? Trying to hit everybody in the room. All the teaching styles here. Okay? Number one... Use the things God has commanded you to do as defaults, okay? No choice needed. You don't have to make a decision about things God has already commanded you to do, okay? That's already there. But here's the problem in the church and in our lives today, us as followers of Jesus. We haven't read God's word, and we haven't hidden it in our heart, so we don't know what God has already said to do. So along the way somewhere, we're like the kid who does something, and, and the parent comes to us and says, why, why, why did you do that? Well, I didn't know. I didn't know, right? And then what happens with your kids, right? They think that they're off the hook because they didn't know, right? You didn't know you weren't supposed to hit your sister? <laughs> you didn't know you were supposed to hit your sister, right? You just whacked your sister right in the head with that stick. And you didn't know you were supposed to do that, right? Have I not commanded you before? don't hit people with sticks have i not said that before yeah you have what did you do you forgot what god has taught you the things he has commanded you and you you haven't used it as a default how we're supposed to treat people how the ten commandments is a great place to start don't take other people's spouses don't sleep with other people's spouses don't cross people's fences and then try and climb over into your fence We read about it this morning. Drink from your own well, man. Don't go getting someone else's well. No choice needed. People ask all the time, what should I do? What should I do? And this is what I said before. Google it first, okay? And all the millennials in the room are going to amen me, okay? Because I want you to know something about millennials in the room. They have already assumed that if you come and ask them a question, that you've already Googled it. Okay. Amen. Anybody say amen? Okay. I'm not, I'm on the, I'm not a millennial, but I am on your, your side. So when, when someone just know this, when you come to ask me a question about the Bible, about anything, I'm going to already assume that you've researched it. There's a great site called gotquestions.org that you can go to, and you can read a lot on there about questions of the Bible, things like that. I'm going to assume that you've at least researched something before you ask a question, right? That's how people today think, right? But like, this is sometimes when we go to God and say, God, what should I do? And God says, have you, have, you Googled, have, you, have you looked in my word yet? You haven't looked at my word yet, but you're gonna ask me what I'm supposed to do. I've already told you what to do. Like the first, the first thing, like when you, when you open God's word, the first thing you can go to 10 commandments, and you wanna know, should I cheat on my spouse? The first, or, or should, I, should I put this before God? The first search result in the Ten Commandments, do you know what it is? Anybody know? What pops up first in the search result, Ten Commandments? You should not have any other gods before me. Well, that answers my question, right? I'm going to, say, I'm going to assume that you've already looked in God's Word, at least looked at the Ten Commandments, before you run to God and say, God, what should I do? There's so much wisdom in God's Word that He's already told you how to do. Our problem is we don't like what God's word has told us to do. So we start asking around, right? Well, what do you think about, what do you think this means? What do you think that means? Right? We have to be careful when we do that. We're trying to get around what God has already said. What does the Bible already say? Keep my commandments, verse one, in your where? Heart. In your heart. Heart. So if, if, if the commandments, at least the Ten Commandments, are already hidden in your heart, they're like the fanny pack, man. Everywhere you go, you already have the answer. I was going to take one of y'all ladies' purses, but I knew you wouldn't let me go in it. Because that's, that's breaking a big rule. That's, a, that's the 11th commandment. Thou shalt not go in a woman's purse, ever. So the commandment should already be with me all the time. And I know what the commandment is these are defaults I don't have to I don't have to decide keep my commandments in your heart number two keep what God has taught you as your most prized possession verse 3 bind them around your neck write them on the tablet of your heart and I went and researched this Um, back in this day you would take the most valuable thing that you have and you wouldn't put it in the bank you wouldn't put it under the mattress. You wouldn't put it in a can in the backyard. Do people do that still? They bury things in the backyard, right? They don't put it in a, they didn't put it in a safe deposit box somewhere. They would put it on their neck on a chain. I think that's the coolest thing ever. Like, they just chained it to themselves, like right here. Because they're like, I'm the safest thing. Come at me, bro. Come try and take this off my neck, okay? This is the most... Prize thing that I have. It also said a lot about the person, what they valued, because not everybody had gold. Not everybody has it, but they had certain things. It might have been some oil. It might have been like an alabaster box, right? And it was with them. They kept it as their prized possession. Do you keep wisdom? Do you keep what God has taught you as your most prized possession? Or are you trying to take the things that God has taught you, the hard times in your life, the scars, the bitterness that you've been through, and are you trying to distance yourself from that as far as you can, you can go? Growing up, I went through a lot. Abuse and pain and struggle. But I want you to know, and now I have in the last 10 years, 12 years, been through the hardest times of my life. But I want you to know, like my mom's death, or maybe it's a breakdown of a marriage, like tragedy, things that have happened that you didn't expect. If I try and run from that, I'm neglecting that that is the most valuable thing that I possess. Are y'all with me? Because that's my story. And it's the most powerful thing I can say when someone walks up to me and says, hey, I just lost my mom. And I say, hey, hey. my mom had a massive heart attack. And I got that call too, man. Let's go pray together, man. Let me, let me share my story with you, right? That's power. It's the most valuable thing I have. It's what God has taught me. Don't run from the things that God has taught you. Don't run from the things that God has has you has, uh, has brought you through, drug you through, because it is the most valuable thing you possess. Put it around your neck. Don't hide it under a bush. Don't hide it under a jar. Put it out where everyone can see. It's the most valuable thing that you possess. Number three, trust and believe in the Lord that his way Is better his way is better trust in the Lord with all your heart we all have trust issues we don't like trusting anyone except for ourselves God's saying trust me with all your heart let all your weight fall on me my way is better understand number four that your way is flawed your way is flawed it has a defect Something's not quite right. When you're right in your own eyes, this is what I love about friends who are believers, being in a group or being with a group of men or, or maybe it's a group of women for you that, that can, can talk to you about things in your life. And they see something that you can't see. They're from a different perspective. And they're like, hey, you're being prideful here. Hey, you're angry. You know what? Hey, like you're just blatantly going against what God, God's word says, right? And, and you say, you're right. My way is flawed. I thought I was going the way that I thought I should go, but my way is flawed. Thank you. Thank you for helping me to see that. Our way is flawed. Lean not. Don't lean. Don't put your weight on your own understanding. Your own understanding is an is a old chair with wobbly legs it can support you for a while how many of y'all been to nicaragua with me and those are white chairs anybody in the room and you sit on these white chairs but i always tell everybody don't scoot don't scoot the white chair when you scoot the white chair the legs are going to break okay it's not about your weight i thought it was for years when you scoot it the legs are going to break okay Trust in the Lord. Your own understanding is like that wobbly chair. You scoot it the wrong way, the legs are coming off. Okay? That's your own understanding. Realize your way is flawed. Lean not on your own understanding. First five, or number five, submit to God's way in all the times of your life. You say, what times are you talking about? All the different ways. It's also translated times, the different seasons of your life, the different decisions that you make, all the times. In all the ways, in all your ways, you should submit to him. Do we do this? Do we really submit to God in all the ways that we even think aren't that important? All the good times? we submit to God in the good times? what about the hard times? We submit to God in the hard times? What about the busy times? Busy times. Are we submitting? God, I'm too busy right now. I got to go. Too fat. I got to go. Busy times. Are we submitting to him during those times? Let me ask you a question, and we're almost done. We're going to have communion today together, guys. That's pretty cool. When is the last time, and I asked this question to myself this week, when's the last time you said more than one prayer about a decision? More than one. Like you came back to God a second time, or maybe even a third time, or forbid, a fourth time, where you prayed about it, and then you prayed about it, and then you prayed about it again, and then you prayed about it again. By the way, if we're feeling that feeling like, oh man, it's just so much prayer, we're we're upside down. We're rushing. We're not making wise decisions, because we should be going to God multiple times asking him see if there's any wicked way in me okay let me see number six listen to god he has the power to change all things verse seven fear the lord he has the power to change all anything that even if you've made bad decisions he has the power to change all things number seven stay away from evil and its plans Verse 7 says this, shun evil. It does not say snuggle evil. Don't snuggle up against it. Don't get up close to it. Don't see how close you can get to evil. Don't see how close you can get to clicking on that thing. Don't see how close you can get to that that bad decision or that person who you know is a bad influence on you. Don't snuggle. Snuggle evil. Shun it walk away, turn away, turn your back on it. As the worship team comes, I want you to think about these things. Have you decided, it's an old song, have you ever decided to follow Jesus, that you're gonna follow him? That old song says, there's no turning back. Have you ever have you decided, have you made that decision? Have you just settled that decision? This is the greatest news of all time. First, let me ask you, what's standing in your way? What's in your way of following Jesus, making the decision to give your life up to him? And this is something that's in my off—it's written so many different places in my life. You can always make the next right decision. Don't ever forget that. Write that down somewhere. You can always, always, always make the right decision. Say, well, Paul, I made a bad decision. Okay, well, what's the next decision you can make? Let's make that one a good decision. Okay, we say, hey, Paul, I've gone too far. No, you haven't. The only way you're going to get out of the hole that you're in is to make the next right decision, okay? So seek God, dig into his commandments, find out what the next right decision is going to be, and make that decision, even if it's small, even if it's a small one, even if it's to, to walk away from the computer tonight, to walk away from the bottle tonight, to sit down and actually have dinner with your wife and your family tonight you can make the next right decision to not yell in the car on the way home just don't raise your voice on the way home you can make the right the next right decision we're all wise when we remember to pack what we need When we remember, see, when we get out there and we need the thing that we need and we don't have it, like I literally forgot this this morning. My wife brought it to me just a few minutes ago. When you forget the thing that has all the things that you need, that's where we are. That's the truth, right? That's where we're living. Sometimes we're so far away from that and communion is something that we that we do here and many other places that allows us to stop to slow down to not rush to think about our week, our month, our year and it calls us as believers to remember what God has done, what Jesus did, the sacrifice he made, the basis of our actual belief system, the basis of what we've rooted our life in is in this communion. That Jesus came and that he died and he shed his actual blood for us to pay for our sins so that we could be free and have the opportunity to make a good decision in following him. That's what this is all about, is to remember. Matthew twenty six, twenty six through 30 says this. While they're eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his, his disciples, saying, take it and eat it. This is my body. Don't remember, don't forget to remember my body every time that you eat it. Then he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, drink it, All of you, this is my blood, the covenant, the promise, which was poured out for the many forgivenesses of sins. I tell you, I will not drink this fruit. I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it with you in my Father's kingdom. And what Jesus was saying was something's getting ready to happen. I'm going to have to make a decision that's going to change your life but I need you to make a decision now that's going to set the course of your life, and that is to always remember me. So what we're going to do today is while the, the band's playing, as we're, as we're worshiping, you can come up and get a cup, right? And when you're ready, I want you to open it, and I want you to look at the, the wafer on the top, and I want you to put it in your mouth, and I want you to crunch it And I want you to think about the brokenness of this world, the brokenness that Jesus had to endure, the broken spirit, the broken plans of his disciples, the crunchiness, the devastation that happens when things break. And then I want you to open the next part of the cup and I want you to drink and look at the redness and the and the harshness of that red cup. And when you drink it, I want you to taste the sourness of it. Remember how death is sour. But remember that is what Jesus did for you. Okay? So you can have a decision today. We'd love to talk to you about making the decision to follow Christ. We'll be in the prayer room today after this service. There's coaches right now waiting and praying for you even now. Okay, so as the worship team plays, plays, we're going to have communion, okay? Let me pray. Father, thank you for this time as we walk up and we take communion and we remember you. God, may we always, when we're making our decisions, may we include the remembrance of you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon from Crossroads Community Church. If this message was meaningful to your life, please let us know by sending an email to office at crossroads.cc. You can also watch our services live every Sunday at 930 and 11 a.m. or visit our campus in Yorktown, Virginia. If you would like to connect with us, fill out our connect card by the link in our podcast description. We hope you have a blessed week and we can't wait for you to listen again soon.